Hello and welcome to another episode of Kicking the Balls. I'm Glenn Cruz here and with me as always are Kieran Rob. Hello. Good afternoon. Okay, I guess we'll start with the big news of the week. That's uh, the departure of Ronald Koeman from Everton. Um, I think maybe one we sort of felt after that result against Arsenal was maybe imminent. Definitely. Um, I don't don't like to see managers lose their jobs and yeah. stuff, especially not someone who's fairly well respected like Koeman is, but... Everton have been pretty woeful this season um, and it, I think the owners just ran out of patience really um, they've played very poorly they played very poorly in the European game the night before there was um, a massive brawl in that game as well which yeah. was quite ludicrous um, I think Ashley Williams really considered himself lucky not to be sent off. Oh, absolutely! Yeah. I mean, he, there's a, a family got involved as well. He's been banned now. The the Ashley Williams thing uh, that looked identical to something you could do on the original FIFA games on the Mega Drive. Um, I don't know if you can remember them, but uh, you used to be able to shove players like that. You'd pretty much get sent off every time you did it, but you know you could do it for a bit of a bit of a laugh. Yeah, I remember on the old FIFA's if a keeper was lining up to kick the ball out of you, his hands. That was the original one, yeah. Yeah. You used to be able to that was, I think up to about 2003 you could do a slide and on 2002 World Cup it would be a red card. In 2003 oh. usually you'd get away with it they just get the free kick. Occasionally, oh, if you were unlucky you'd get a booking for I, it. I thought you meant you could stand in front of him and block his kick oh, no, so I you could know, take you it around. You could literally go and do a sliding tackle yeah. on oh, the keeper oh, as he right. kicked the ball. ball. <laughs> oh, you couldn't do that on the ones in, in the 90s. It, it might have been 2002 and 2003 you could do that. Um, and Anyway, yeah. we, we digress. <laughs> yeah. um, I, I don't think it's any surprise that Koeman's gone, really. Um, yeah, I think, like like you said, I mean, we always want to see managers given a bit more time, but I mean, just the, the state of affairs of football is in, it wasn't surprising remotely, I think. Uh, they just ran out of the patience. I think Koeman himself said after the, the uh, European game, he felt if there was another bad one in, you know, in the next few games, it probably was him in his way. And that's true. That's that's what happens. And yeah, and and going back to that game though, um, Sanchez's goal towards the end. I mean, yeah, he he just wanted that so much, didn't he? But the Everton players just stood and watched. Essentially, they they were already obviously four two down, but just that lack of desire in the team as well. I think. I mean, if it has been you know a defeat, if it has happened to just be outplayed, that might have been something. But it was the nature of the defeat. It didn't look particularly. Up for it, especially by the end of the game, it looks really half-hearted. They've been like that for a lot of the season, mm. though. They've just, they're, they're just been very lethargic, and we've said it countless times. In fairness to Koeman, he did say over the summer that they still needed to sign a striker. What the, and did it didn't happen. And yeah. it didn't happen. And you'd wonder, given that Koeman knew they needed to sign a striker, you'd imagine it wasn't down to Koeman that they didn't sign a striker whether I, maybe the board weren't able to I can't weigh on this because I actually heard Koeman talk about this earlier today oh that Giroud was in the yeah, building uh, yeah. Giroud's they actually had agreed with um, Arsenal that they could sign him in principle and Giroud came for all the, the usual you know medical and giving the whole the shirt and all that stuff but uh, he backed out cold feet the last second didn't want to go and they didn't really have a plan B and that I mean looking back that could have been a really big difference. I mean, if they had something like Giroud to convert those chances that their uh, team of number 10s would create, then that, that may have been very different. But and then, obviously, the ultimate irony being something similar happened with Ross Barkley when yeah. he went to Chelsea. But uh, Yeah. I think um, um, you mentioned there, was it the board signing the players or Koeman? I mean, that, yeah. that always brings into the issue the, the difference between managers and head coaches. 
Yeah, well, if if Koeman's classed as a manager at Everton, then that would suggest that he is in control of the signings. You'd imagine too. Then again, if you look at say Jurgen Klopp at Liverpool, who's obviously a manager, uh, he's at times wanted to get players, but the club haven't been able to close out deals. In fact, Liverpool for a number of years, even before Klopp, have been notoriously bad at closing out yeah. deals. They were supposed to get the likes of Depay, obviously. Wasn't there, there? Well, that, that might uh, be. Uh, that there might there was a joke, guys, but there was a joke for a while about um, Liverpool basically being the Spurs scouting team. Um, <laughs> they, they'd go and find these players, and then they'd almost sign them. And Spurs would sign them for real. It was a real pattern of that. Then feeling the close out deals, then Spurs taking the you know picking uh, picking them at the posts to get those deals closed. Um, it's been like that way for a long time. We used to blame Ian Air for it. I mean, not much has changed. I'm not sure if it's actually really his fault at all now. Looking back. Um, but uh, maybe it's a similar situation at Everton then. It could be, yeah. Who, who knows? Um, but whoever comes in, he's going to have to deal with that. I know some of the blame has been aimed at uh, Steve Walsh, their director of football, but mm. I'm not sure how much of it's down to him. Well, a director of football would have a big say in yeah. in transfers. That being said, I'm not sure Giroud would have fixed a whole lot. Obviously, yeah. he would have given them a focal point to mm-hmm. their attack, but they don't have pacey players to run in around no, them, really. He, he wouldn't be a and pacey player. He certainly, he's not a like-for-like replacement with Lukaku. Lukaku yeah. the player who'd run the channels, which Giroud's very much a hold-up, back-to-goal sort of striker. So uh, I'm not sure that... He definitely would have given them another option but I'm yeah. not sure whether he'd have made the difference between no. where they are now and where they'd have I hoped mean, to be what I'd really like to see happen is if they if they signed you know quite a, a PSG athletic striker to play in a two with Rooney because I think you could still get more out of Rooney playing up front but playing maybe having a full role you know give him the chances feed him quite directly and he, he will score but obviously Rooney at his age now uh, the amount of miles on the clock he can't do that sort of running that he used to do to, to make the space for himself well, I mean, unfortunately, that didn't happen for them. And, no. <laughs> and uh, Koeman's away. Um, I have seen that uh, Thomas Tuchel is uh, one of the names there, although he turned down Leicester because he wanted to manage a team in the Champions League. So I don't know how he can express interest in the Everton job. No. Um, On the Leicester front, I see they've now appointed Claude Puel. Yeah, I mean, that's... Um, he's not a bad manager. I mean, he, he, he was okay with... Uh, I think he did really well yeah. at Southampton. I think uh, he, he was unlucky to, to get the boot. Uh, in terms of his results, I would definitely agree with that. Obviously, he got them to a cup final, and he got them eighth in the league, which is as well as, if not better, than yeah. Southampton any right to expect. I, mean, uh, I suppose the performances on the pitch weren't maybe as inspiring as they'd been used to under Koeman and certainly under Pochettino. And this really barren run in front of goal that Southampton have been having that's began obviously last year under Poole and the season did fizzle out and then obviously there's the lack of charisma I don't think many Southampton fans really took to him and maybe it was a bit unfair of them because his results weren't bad well uh, I mean uh, if we were talking about Coman Everton then I mean probably one name is probably going to be linked with Everton on a return until he probably the day he retires and maybe even after that is David Moyes um do we think that's likely to happen? No, not really. No, I, I don't think so, just because of how bad it was at Sunderland last year. Um, I mean, you can forget about him leaving and going to Man United. I think anybody would have done that. Yeah. Um, 
then going to Sociedad, I mean, that, that was... A, it was a strange move to... It was an unmitigated to, yeah. disaster, wasn't it? Um, and it was then, a strange choice. And then Sunderland was... Well, that was just... Yeah, they, they'd terrible. been riding their luck, I think. They had. I suppose it was just unfortunate for David Moyes that it had to be him to mm-hmm. guide them down. Someone was going to do it. I mean, yeah. he, he just sort of chaperoned them. No, I think a lot of Everton fans would see David Moyes as a move in the wrong direction. Yeah, I uh, agree with maybe, that. But you, you could say that um, it's probably a better squad now than the squad he had at Everton. Uh, yeah, but that Man United squad that he inherited was a better squad than he had at Everton, and he couldn't mm, get them to I go. I think a lot of that was uh, the... The lack of authority he... Yeah, he I, th- I think there was yeah. a hangover from the Ferguson era. But, but if he's going yeah. back to Everton, where he, he was quite respected, fans quite liked David Moyes. So, I, mean, I haven't heard that many fans come out in support of David Moyes coming no, back. No, it's a... I, th- I think, I mean, a lot of Everton fans are been quite uh, tentative just seeing what happens. I mean, I'm not sure they know who they want, yeah, really. I think they thought Koeman was going to be mm-hmm. the man, and that hasn't it's, it's been very hard to diagnose quite what's... What's wrong? I mean, how how did manager go this far back this quickly? It's um, uh, been really strange. Being players like Ashley Williams look to have just absolutely plummeted in terms of their performance levels, and it's really hard to really understand why. Yeah, it is strange. Obviously, Ashley Williams is a player who just catching up with what it was. It's been such a sudden mm-hmm. decline. Although we saw a similar thing with Branislav Ivanovic a couple yeah. of years ago. Sometimes these things just happen. So. Okay. Um, I think we could probably talk about it for managers and maybe hot water right now. Slavon Bilic has been supposedly given this two-game ultimatum to to save his West Ham future. I mean, one of those games has happened now, and it was uh, obviously a, a great story. Uh, there were two down at halftime, turn of the round, 1-3-2. I mean, the player certainly looked to be on his side, and that always goes a long way in, in terms of preserving your career at a, at a club. No, I, I think he'll... I think they'll keep him on till the end of the season and not renew his contract. That way, they don't have to pay him any compensation. Mm-hmm. Um, it well, it's it's what they did with um, it's what they did with Sam Allardyce before, um, and I, I would imagine unless he unless he has a couple of really really shocking results in the next couple of weeks, I would I would think that's probably what they're going to do. Yeah. Yeah, I think I think it'll all depend on the results. Really, obviously. West Ham haven't really been a second club in recent years. They got rid of Allardyce, arguably harshly, but they waited till the end of the season to do that. I think that was a case of just not renewing his contract, wasn't it? I think it was, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I think as long as there's no danger of relegation, I don't think he'll be sacked. I think if you see a poor run of results and you see them dropping towards the bottom three or dropping into the bottom three, then they might pull the trigger. Well, that... They can't really play any worse than they did against Brighton. No. I mean, they, were, they were terrible. They were absolutely atrocious. And Brighton did well, obviously, in mm-hmm. fairness to them. But, uh, no, I think... I don't think he's a manager who's lost the dressing room or even really lost the fans yet, which has to be to his advantage. So. Okay, uh, we're going to talk about uh, Buffon. Um. Uh, yeah, I suppose so. Obviously, being sort of one of the top sort of three or four keepers in the world, arguably sometimes the top keeper in the world. For about, what, 20 years? Yeah, can't be far uh, off it. People have called him the the best goalkeeper of the generation. uh, Yeah, well, he's just been named in FIFA's team Mm -hmm. of the year at 39 years of age. So he said he'll retire at the end of the season unless they win the Champions League, in which case he'll play the World Club Cup before his last honour game. But uh, yeah, I mean, he's, he's achieved so, so much in his career. I mean, he's been... 
Well, he was a world yeah. track record transfer for a goalkeeper, a record stood for. I mean, he's ever present for club and country for so, so long. Yeah, World Cup winner, of course. So it's, it's going to be uh, quite a lost game for, for someone like that to disappear when I mean, he's still playing very well. He, he could keep going for a little while longer, you feel like Oh, yeah, I'm sure he could. But he probably would rather go out at the yeah, top of his game. Yeah. Like, uh, he'll be 40 by the time he retires. So What, what I'll miss about him is... Uh, I'll miss him singing the national anthem mm, he, for Italy because he yeah. belts that he, yeah, out, he, doesn't he? he so much passion. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah um, you don't see any of the England players do it. No, no you no. certainly don't. Uh, he, I think he said himself that he loves to sing the national anthem. Mm-hmm. No, it's, it's good to see, you know, somebody really gets into the occasion of the spirit of it. Uh, I suppose the... That, that's the right kind of patriotism. Though. Yeah. The one uh, blot on his career is that he has never won the Champions, Champions League, League yeah. much like Stephen Gerrard never won the Premier League. Uh, sort of on an otherwise distinguished career, so and it has it gone close. Uh, ha- yeah, times but he's now, been what? Is you know three what, times beaten finalists. I, th- I think I could live knowing I could I could live with not winning the Champions League if I've won a World Cup. Yeah, I'm yeah, sure he will. You know, that, that's a that's bigger. It is. It is bigger. But so he's gonna. I mean, you want the complete set or as much of it as you can get. So yeah, well, he hasn't got a Euros though, has he? No, no he, he hasn't. hasn't. No. Uh, I suppose Italy obviously have a, will just have to go through the playoffs still, mm-hmm. but will probably be at the World Cup this summer. So it's, uh, it's been quite a career, but it looks like that's that's going to be. Well, they have to retire at some point. Don't yeah, they? True, yeah. No yeah. One's it's, it's a shame. To, even the likes of gigs who are sort of Held evergreen, they sort of really. eventually. Yeah, Prem- Premier League mainstay for twenty five years. Will be the same age as gigs was when he retired. So. Although he he won't be the the oldest goalkeeper at the World Cup. Is that? Uh, no, we uh, mentioned that last yeah. week, didn't we? Yeah. <laughs> this Egyptian is going to be forty five, whatever it is. And that's uh, I see Paul Merson came out of retirement to right, play yes, a club game the other day, yeah, didn't yeah. he? Yeah. Forty nine for like his local side or something. Yeah, yeah. put on a few pounds since the last song, but. Well, last one in his kit. Probably about 90 minutes every week. 15 like, years ago uh, now, but... Yeah, we'll crack on the predictions. I'll get the fixtures. Okay, so... Saturday's games. To Tottenham. Is that the lunchtime kick-off? That is, that's, uh, that's 12.30. That's a tough one, that, isn't it? It is. Such um, a tough one. Like, being at home and being... Like, will Mourinho set out for the win or will Mourinho park the bus? No, I, I mean, think Spurs he, has to, he so has to set out for the win at home. He has to, especially given what happened last week. I mean, Spurs were so good against Liverpool. Like, I mean, it was quite embarrassing for me as a Liverpool fan, but, I mean, Spurs really were excellent. Um, uncharacteristically looked to, uh, to fall apart uh, against uh, West Ham, having been so in control that game then. I mean, it was a brilliant fight back from West Ham, but... It was a bit out of sorts for for Tottenham yeah, to concede. Like yeah, think it was maybe. Yeah, I was just mm-hmm. going to say that. Yeah, it's maybe maybe what it was. But yeah, I mean, you expect Mourinho now being five points behind the title race can't really afford the luxury of draws with the big t- uh, big teams. Um, so you think he's he's got to go for that, and Tottenham will probably relish that because that means uh, that's going to be spaces created back there. If Lindelof has to play again, I think there oh, are many fans who are not fun like a. F- Fond him already. I mean, midweek and in the the last league game uh, against Huddersfield, he was he was so so poor. And um, well, if, if City start putting crosses into the box against him, if City win this weekend, one of these teams will be eight points off the pace, or both of them will be seven points off it. Mm-hmm. So it's it's a really important fixture. But uh, I think you know. Looking at Harry Kane's scoring record away from home, I mean, it's, it's far better 
Yeah, isn't it? Um, I, I'm inclined to say Tottenham. I think it's got to yeah, be. Yeah, I'm. I'm thinking that way just because United have been. Well, there wasn't the same fear factor that there was. Oh, certainly you know. not. Well, I, I think going back to that Liverpool match, you know, they were very negative in that game. Yeah. And they weren't much better against Benfica. They got lucky in that really with the goal, um, and then Huddersfield just ran them all over the sh- all over the pitch. Um, I know they got a win against Swansea the other day, but you know, um, I don't know. I, I think. I think the mentality shifted a little bit after that um, international break. Yeah, you know, they've just kind of gone into their shell a little bit, and they need to break out of that. And well, it's the strange thing because usually, um, I mean, the Mourinho tried and tested methods. The first season, he steadies the ship, and then he can go for it a bit more in the second season. But I mean, it's been a big improvement, obviously, over the last season for Man United, but. There's there are still some pretty serious shortcomings um, in in terms of going taking the game to decides uh, which I mean if they can't uh, get that sword this year traditionally that's been Renew's best season of the second season. Uh, I wonder if those uh, those comments he made about PSG maybe that's unsettled a few people. Mm. Yeah, um, they were screaming through a manager to make. I I don't know how how in or out of context they were when we got them, you know, because the media tends to edit out the important bits and just give you the, the juicy bit, if you like. Um, but that might have unsettled a few people there. Um, it, it's a strange thing to come out and say, isn't it? Um, he's He's got to go for it, though. I mean, you, you imagine, like, he, when, when your point's off the pace, you've got to be trying to make those up, and you don't make those up by drawing. So no, but Tottenham are so dangerous, you see. Yeah. So that that's that's the problem, isn't it? Um, I I am inclined to think Tottenham might win that. Yeah, I, I think it'd be two one Tottenham. Yeah, it could be a good game because I mean, if Mourinho has to attack, and then yeah, Tottenham. but it could also be an absolute ball fest. Well, I'm going to go for one all. I've just got a feeling that surely he's not going to park the bus in this one. No, know. but uh, Tottenham could maybe take the lead earlier, and United mm. might equalise. So. Mm. so I'm going to go for one all. 2-1 two, two, I think I'm going to say that I'm going to go a sneaky 2-1 to Tottenham yeah. Yeah. yeah okay Crystal Palace West Ham well, well if, if Lindelof's playing I'm going to go 3-1 to Tottenham <laughs> <laughs> uh, no Crystal I'll, Palace, I'll stick with 2-1 Crystal Palace West Ham that's um, two sides not really uh, having the best of seasons so far um, West Ham you imagine confidence will be a bit higher now after that real fight back Crystal Palace probably not so those were short-lived celebrations against Chelsea um Palace are at home. You do fear Hodgson might just in the interest of keeping themselves in the the mix to stay alive. Put everything behind the ball. It might turn you to be. You can't play for draws. Not when you're five points behind and what's potentially a six pointer when you look at where West Ham mm-hmm. are. I know. I think he's got to go for it. Go, get the team playing the way they played against Chelsea. Yeah, but and they'll they'll easy, they'll beat West Ham comfortably if they play like that. But I don't think. I don't think West Ham was that, that just good, a really. was that just a, a really good day out or they beat West Ham they close that gap to two points they it's do a big incentive mm-hmm. but and, and also you know that I mean that's going to pile even more pressure on Billich we said about the two game ultimatum I mean mm-hmm. you know winning one in the cup that that doesn't mean as much as no, losing one yeah, in the league the, the league's your red and butter really at the end yeah. of the day um, I mean of course it, it it does cut the deficit on one of their uh, rivals down the edge of the table uh, but at the same time if they, if they can keep themselves in it until January Hodgson bring in a few new faces 
that'll be tempting in itself just to maybe ride that one out for a draw they can't when you're five points behind you can't ride matches out for draws certainly not the like these sort of games no, like I, I, if, I, if you're if you're not going to go for a win at home against a side who are fifth from bottom like who who are you going to go for a win against yeah they've, they've, so they've it's got, got to, to. <laughs> <laughs> no, they've got to they really have I'm inclined to say I think um, it could be a draw. I mean, whether or not Crystal Palace do set up for or not, I think West Ham's spirits will be a bit lifted. There was a bit more fight out of them. Carroll now available again. He was important for the creation of that's, uh, that, that second goal. Um, so I, th- I think I think it could be a draw. Maybe a fairly flat 1-1. One, one. Yeah, it's hard to argue with that. I mean, I know, uh, as you say there... It, Crystal Palace might go go for it yeah. but that doesn't mean that it won't be a draw mm-hmm. you know um, but if they play like they did against Chelsea I would expect them to to beat West Ham but there have been so many games this season where, where, where they've, they've, not where they've like been dreadful that, yeah so I, I know it's it's hard to say I, I, I think I'm going to go with you on the 1-1 there okay, okay uh, what do you reckon I'm going to go 2-1 West Ham West Ham, it's, it's certainly possible. Yeah, I mean, um, they're gonna be in the better of spurts right now. Uh, okay, if we look to West Brom, Man City, I mean, this is nobody wants to play Man City right now. And surprisingly, there's been a, a little more uh hostility out of, the, out of the West Brom fans that I've, I've seen online for Pulis. Um, I, th- I think they, there is a feeling that he isn't really being ambitious enough, not really looking to take it all that much further forward. Well, um, that's why he left Stoke, wasn't yeah, it? I think that, that was um, a criticism at Stoke as well. That It was quite stagnant. It wasn't really progressing. It was routinely all right, but <laughs> real signs of it getting better than all right. And uh, I think maybe that's transferred a bit over to where he's got to with West Brom as well, which is, again, all right. But they were desperately dull to watch against Southampton. Like It wasn't a great game, but everything exciting that came from, came from, from Southampton... I can't see them getting much against City. I think, the, gonna, I think they'll be difficult to break down. Yeah, yeah. but City just seem to be so good City they can break down anybody. I mean, they've got so much chance creation out of De Bruyne and Silva and they're finishing with... I mean, they've got uh, Aguero and Jesus as well, so... I'm going to go 3-1 City. That, that sounds about in, in the region, I think, what I, I would say as well. I think... I think uh, yeah, I mean, with West Brom being at home, there there could be a goal there for them. And, and City have had a few leaked minutes, so I can stoke the conceded a few. So that, that might be about right. I, I'm going to go 2-0 to, to City. 2-0? Yeah, I, I, think, I think they'll have to work pretty hard to get their goals. I mean, if they get an early one, then, you know, they could end up, getting about, could end up getting about seven because that's the way they are. But you'd expect West Brom to, to make it very difficult for a long time. Um, although... You know, Johnny Evans hasn't been exactly in the the best form since since he came back from injury. So um, maybe maybe he was a bit unsettled about all the transfer mm-hmm. speculation relating to him. But um, no, I I I think two 0 to say. Okay, then um, Liverpool Huddersfield. I mean, two sides with very different feelings after last week. Um, we we talked about maybe Liverpool being due that big scoring run they got and they got that against Maribor. Was that one against Tottenham maybe the 
the big defensive laps there almost due because I mean for a while they had been getting away with defensive mistakes and not really being punished that badly for them well they were certainly punished by City they were but different situations the, slightly men. different circumstances yeah, yeah I mean yeah. when you tame in for that much of the game it, it is very different um, but I mean well I, I think fair and square uh, I think Lovren has to have a think there that he got pulled off at uh, after half, half an, an hour, hour yeah. and replaced by an attacking midfielder mm-hmm. well there there is some talk now that um, Klopp has had some pretty big meetings with the, the players, crisis talks, and he's said he's not going to be faithful to certain players anymore just because uh, he quite likes them, but everyone's going to have to pull their weight a bit more now. And I think um, Lovren in particular is going to have to do a lot to get his way back on that uh, starting eleven now because for a defender to be brought off after half an hour, that's, you, you've got to be doing something so, so wrong. Well, it was just well, he yeah, was and he it, was. it was just everything he did was wrong. But I'm I'm very thankful that finally it seems that uh, Gomez might get to start centre back, which mm-hmm. I, I've been talking about all all season, waiting for that to happen because that's what he was saying to do. You know, um, you, you mentioned a few times about Robertson, why why he's not getting a game mm-hmm. and stuff. I I read that um, Klopp told him to stop crossing. He, he crosses too much for Klopp's liking. Okay. Um, well, I mean, a little bit of really play with a an out and out nine. I mean, he's been Firmino, who's yeah, kind of like a false nine, but. But it seems yeah, there's, uh, there's no target man in there. Like it seems harsh to drop a guy for crossing the ball too much when he's far better defensively yeah. than that liability. And he's, he's quite a good crosser. From what I've seen him, I've yeah. seen him in the, in the two games Liverpool, but so far his crossing's been quite good. I mean, with Alberto Moreno. Well, I mean, let, let's face it; he's just a crap winger. Yeah, I mean, he's he's a winger who is you know somehow. I think quite like Glenn Johnson decided he's going to be a fullback. Maybe um, <laughs> he's like the guitar. She takes up bass because thinks there's more of a market for bass players. You know. Yeah. Um, I, I think if Moreno went back to La Liga, he would be hailed as the best left back in in, well, the, in, in the league. Tell them tales of sometimes you're supposed to stay in your own half. Yeah, yeah, but uh, no, I, I'm. He just seems like a winger that's not up to being a winger. But what's about um, Robertson crossing too much? Moreno's love crossing as well. It just always goes out for a corner because he can't be... <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's just, it doesn't beat the first man. It goes out for the corner. It's still an attempt at the cross. It's just... It ends up being a corner instead. But, uh, yeah, I mean... But then, when, when you think about a corner, it's just a cross anyway. Well, usually, yeah. I mean, you can do a bit of a routine, but... Yeah. Yeah, I think uh, I've probably got to the chase here. Um, very different opinions uh, from from last week, of course. Huddersfield had a very good result. They're very poor results. Is, it, is this game at Anfield? It is at Anfield, yeah. Um, I think there has to be a response. I mean, there is now pretty significant pressure on Klopp because last season, the silver lining was the results against the big sides was good. This season, with the exception of the Arsenal game, it has not been the case. Um, so I think there has to be a response. I, I'm going to be hopeful and say that there, there is going to be a, a bit of a turn of fortunes here and Liverpool are going to maybe pull out all the stops and beat them maybe 3-0. But... I, I, I don't know. I mean, it's, uh, it's I'm going to so, say one all. It's, it's been so hard. Liverpool have been so poor recently that I can't really back them with any confidence. And Huddersfield obviously have their tails up after last week, mm-hmm. and it wasn't a fluke. Like uh, they did no, deserve they their very well, of course. No, can't can't write them off at all. If it was at home, I definitely wouldn't be backing Liverpool to win. And even at Anfield, I'm going to say one all. I'm, I'm going to go two one to Liverpool. Uh, okay. Um, yeah. I. I I think you're right. I think there'll be a response, but Huddersfield will make them work harder. Well, it depends, doesn't it? It depends if Huddersfield from last week turn up or Huddersfield from two weeks ago turn up. But no one really knows what kind of uh, starting eleven is going to be because there's a lot of speculation about players who could be dropped. I mean, people saying Minnie could be dropped. Um, even a Danny Ward come back in. Uh, 
Uh, there's been talk that uh, Grooch could come in for Chan. Robertson could come in for Moreno. We could have uh, Gomez starting at centre-back instead of Lovren, which I think that, that, that's the one for me I'd really like to see. I think that's that's been coming all season. Um, so, yeah, I think it's going to be so hard to call, but we'll see how it goes. Uh, Watford against Stoke. That's, that's a uh, that, game entirely. Right away, that just screams Watford win, doesn't it? It, um, it looks that way because, I mean, right now, form, yeah. Yeah. Like, right now, Stoke have been, like we've been saying, been getting the odd good result against sides you wouldn't expect, maybe almost um, playing off a bit of their complacency. But against the sides, um, you'd be more uh, expecting them to to take. Well, when they're joint third bottom on points, it's been a bad season, yeah. regardless of their scalps that they've cl- claimed. So, what's been going well? Uh, yeah, very at, well. At home, Stoke not on such good form. I, I'm inclined to agree with Rob and say it's looking like a Stoke win. So yeah, Watford. Watford win yeah, even. I think two one to Watford. I, yeah, I, th- yeah. I, think, I think two nil to Watford. Even I possibly. think I think Watford were unfortunate last week. I mean, um, you know, Richarlison missing them mm-hmm. a couple of sitters there against Chelsea. They could have they could have won that game. Yeah. Um, yeah I, I'm gonna go two one Watford. Okay, uh, Arsenal and Swansea. Swansea, of course, creatively, you feel probably not gonna have enough to to really take the game to Arsenal, especially. No, they away might from just home. frustrate Arsenal for the yeah. ninety minutes, so like they did Tottenham. I mean, away from home, it's hard to see Swansea really going and grabbing a hold of that game. They probably are gonna look for a draw. Arsenal were good last week. I know Everton were very poor, but Arsenal, it was a good response to the mm-hmm. Watford game. I can see Arsenal turning Swansea over, to be honest, this weekend. I know I can see it being a bit like the United game. I'm going to say 4 0 to Arsenal. Yeah, do you, do you think they'll. Swansea will fall to pieces in the last 10 minutes or something like that? They could do, or if yeah. Arsenal get an, an early goal and Swansea have to come out, Arsenal could pick them off, but mm. I think Arsenal will be comfortable winners. Depends on if they get that early goal for me. I mean, if, uh, if Swansea can start to frustrate them. I mean, they they can be resilient enough when when everyone does their job. It can be a hard enough defence to break down. But like we said, if the early goal on Swansea have to chase it, or if uh, if it comes to that last uh, ten twenty minutes and Arsenal will be two up, then yeah, Swansea could fall apart again. I, yeah, I think I probably will say Arsenal three one perhaps. I'm, I'm going to go three nil. I think. That, that, Arsenal are a good side. If if Mesut Ozil turns up, um, then they probably they'll probably roll them over quite quite easily. Um, but as you say, if if they start getting frustrated, then you'll see that in players like Ozil because they, they'll get frustrated and they'll stop they'll stop doing anything until mm-hmm. the ball comes into you know their feet basically. Um, no, I, I can still see them winning three 0 though. No, nice, nice and comfortable, really. Okay, uh, Stoke. Sorry, where are Bournemouth and Chelsea. Um, you feel probably for Bournemouth, not a great time when they're trying to get this run of form together to be playing Chelsea. Um, yeah, but probably better to have them now than to have had them before. They're true. I mean, Chelsea aren't on the best form themselves lately, but uh, for Eddie Howe, I think when he's just had it off the back of a win, he's trying to rebuild this season now, get it finally kick started, get how they're playing last season. Chelsea, it's quite an obstacle to have to to get around. Yeah, it is, but I don't think this is an easy one to call. I mean, Bournemouth third mm-hmm. home, Chelsea haven't been on great form. They were fortunate in many ways to get their result against Walford last week. I'm really 
not sure which way to call this. I, I think I'm gonna. I think I'm gonna say two all. I just got a feeling that Bournemouth could get something here. See, it's what you said about uh, Bournemouth haven't been very fortunate, and then Chelsea have been quite fortunate a few times to turn over some results. I think that, that could be the difference. You know, Eddie Howe has been the unlucky man of the season. I think that that might be enough for look, Chelsea. Ki- that look kind of turned a little bit maybe last week. You know, Stoke quite easily sh- could have had a penalty towards could the end been, of that yeah. game, and then then it'd be a different conversation we're having here because we'd be talking about Eddie Howe under a bit more pressure. Um, so I think he was quite fortunate, or Bournemouth were quite fortunate to get that. Um, I mean, on, on paper, you'd expect Chelsea to win this, wouldn't you? Mm-hmm. But I don't know. I'd, uh, part of me is in agreement with, with Keir there that Bournemouth could get something here because Chelsea haven't been... They've not been great. Oh, they certainly could get something, but I think yeah. um, just... Uh, the way that the locks run this season, Chelsea have just um, edged out certain teams that maybe they they could have dropped yeah. points to, and then right. have just been you know. I think oh, I'm going to go three unlucky. two to Chelsea. I think there's going to be a few goals in this one. I, I was going to say two one to Chelsea, but mm. uh, there, there could be more. Yeah, for sure. Mm. Okay, on to Sunday's games. Uh, the early kickoff is Brighton at home to Southampton at half one. Um, Brighton have been going well. Uh, for Southampton to go there. If they're going to take it, I think they're going to have to play well. Yeah, they're yeah. going to have to play exceptionally well because Brighton have been, been playing. Yeah, yeah the Brighton have been Brighton pretty have been good, good recently. They've yeah, going into the season pretty well. Um, I, I personally, I think Brighton will get something out of that. I think so as yeah. well. Yeah, just just on current form, I, I yeah, think Brighton have been on a good run, I mean, which obviously yeah. can't last forever. But Southampton, uh, are, I, mean, I know they've scored a, f- a few more goals recently, but yeah. they're, they're, they've not. Yeah, they've been a bit be shy. 2-2-1, two, two, I think I could see Brighton. Um, yeah. 2-1, I think that's... I can see the Southampton not scoring. I mean, they often mm. don't. I, I'm going to go 1-0 to Brighton. Well, they they are lacking a real focal point up front. I mean, it's uh, it's, uh, it's not a side with a lot of goals in it, but... Yeah, I think 1-0 sounds about right. Mm, could be. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to go 1-0 as well. Okay. Uh, to Brighton, that is. <laughs> so, uh, Leicester at home to Everton, and this is a, it's a big game for... For both these sides now, I mean, they're, I'm actually a little yeah. bit disappointed that Leicester got a new manager because I would have liked to have seen yeah two two you know caretakers, caretakers. yeah yeah, yeah. I, ca- I can't remember the last time I saw that we might see two new managers so depending how quickly mm-hmm. I think it's I think it's unlikely if yeah someone will probably be someone in the stand rather than yeah, yeah. unlikely to take over it that quickly but yeah it could be interesting to see how these two sides approach being. Uh, well, in transition. If yeah, you, if you Everton like. were obviously beaten in midweek in the mm-hmm. League Cup by Chelsea. Uh, always going to be a hard game that one, of course. Like, but uh, I'm inclined with Leicester being at home had a good result last weekend to back and get another one. Well, let's start with. And then Everton. I'm, I'm not sure how much input or how much influence he's going to have in you know for like 48 hours. Mm-hmm. Then, really, I mean, he's only going to have one one training session with him really yeah even in terms of confidence are we even so sure that he'll definitely take charge or if yeah uh, uh, I haven't heard it so far yet but I mean even in terms of just uh, influence by being there it can make the difference you yeah. know uh, but then you know a lot of Southampton fans were quite underwhelmed with him as mm. we spoke yeah. about yeah. earlier so may- maybe maybe he might be considered an underwhelming appointment maybe yeah. you know like Roy yeah, Hodgson fact, taking no, over the England job yeah, yeah. yeah. So he is probably an underwhelming yeah. appointment but uh, but if he's the right one you know, yeah. if he can steady them then that, that'll be well, I mean, I'm going to go 2-1 Leicester mm-hmm. uh, I'm inclined to say that Leicester probably will win I'd say 2-1 could be about right maybe even actually I think it'd be 2-0 I'm going to go with 2-0 it might be just um 
It could be mm. Liverpool no, bias I, here, but I, I'm gonna I'm gonna go with a two-one. Two-one. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I, I see Everton kind of struggling. Um, I don't see Field really changing the philosophy that much at Leicester. Um, well, we talked about um, possibly being an underwhelming appointment. I mean, I think it is gonna be hard for Leicester fans kind of come back down to earth now. You know, I think that dream season was it was what it was it was a dream season but it's it's hard to shake that off now uh, especially the year after they did quite well in the Champions League as well I mean there was talk of like um, could they go for Ancelotti and stuff that's just uh, it's, it's out of reach really well um, the last I heard on the Ancelotti front was that Everton I think were, were maybe interested and if Ancelotti was to go there he would want Paul Clement as his assistant Oh. Now that opens up a bit of a can of worms, yeah. doesn't it? Because he was. Would Ancelotti's Paul Clement want to go back to an assistant job? I, I'm not sure he would. Well, that, and I don't know. That's the yeah. thing, isn't it? I mean, he was assistant at Bayern Munich, wasn't yeah. he? Yeah, and um, I had also heard that Ancelotti wants to take the rest of the season out on sabbatical, so which is understandable. I mean. Oh well, fair enough. Yeah, I mean. but uh, yeah, I think um, I, th- I think he's just waiting for a bigger job. Possibly, yeah. Uh, Paul Clement as well. I I don't see him wanting to return to being an assistant manager now. I think he's he's had a, a pretty okay time with Swansea. I mean, well, he kept them up when yeah. they looked dead and buried really last so, I mean, season. Yeah, but I can't really be complaints about that. He, he was a he was a manager in the Championship before mm-hmm. going to Bayern. He, he was manager at Derby. Bayern didn't probably more lucrative right now than uh, the Derby, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah, I know that. But um, I don't know the the opportunity to work with Ancelotti again. Um, I don't know. I'm inclined to say he'd probably stick around Swansea right now. I think. Uh, I think. I think so. Yeah. yeah. Okay. If we look at the games, uh, what's uh, this? Is the last game on Monday then? Yeah, Monday and is Burnley and Newcastle, and that that's a hard one to call as well because I mean New- Newcastle are they're they're ticking along. They're you know, there's no real. Um, yeah, they're doing okay. Yeah. And then Back, their league position actually they're doing pretty well. But uh, and then Burnley of course are. They're they're doing really quite well indeed. Uh, and Sean Dyche has been really talked up and, and rightly so because he's done a very good job with Burnley. Well, he was linked with both Leicester and Everton. Mm-hmm. You'd wonder how much maybe the links with the move away might that, unsettle yeah. Burnley. I I'm yeah. kind of say maybe not that much. I mean, I think well, Sean Dyche he, he hasn't flat out said no. Has no, he? that's true. So. Which obviously would help out to bed if he if he came out and said um, I'm I'm going nowhere. Yeah. But at the same time, I mean. I get the impression it's quite a disciplined environment at, at Burnley. I, I don't think that's a really... Uh, uh, I, I don't think there's many egos to entertain in that dressing room, so I think that's maybe not going to affect them all that much. I'm going to go for a one-all on this. Um, yeah, that, that sounds about right. I think if I was actually called a winner, I'd say more like a Newcastle, but it's a... Yeah, Burnley haven't been great at home, have they? It, it it's been strange. I mean, we've talked about this before, but yes. like how, how good they were last season at home. Yeah. But now it's almost flipped around. I mean, they've been getting some great results away, but some of the more routine stuff at home has just evaded them. But uh, yeah, That's what makes me think maybe Newcastle could edge this. I think if, if there was going to be a winner, I think Newcastle might be mm. more likely to edge it, but uh, I, th- I think it's more likely to be a draw. I think a, a draw. Yeah, 1-1 sounds about right, doesn't it? Uh, okay, that's all our games for this week then. Uh, join us next week. We'll talk about some more games and a kick in the balls.